Hi, welcome back again. This is Nate Johnstone and Paul Anderson, and we are here with Things Christians Want to Know. We've been talking the last few weeks about hearing the voice of God or understanding the way in which God communicates to us, which he does all the time, and the onus is on us to listen. And to learn how to recognize that voice. As Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. They know me. They follow me because they recognize my voice. John 10. And so we want to learn how to recognize that voice better. Last week we talked about not being passive in this process, but being an active part of it. And also we talked about um, the fact that God tends to speak, I would say the majority of the time, maybe even the vast majority of the time, that God tends to speak about the immediate future, where you are now, where you are today, uh, the, in other words, the rhema word of God, the now the immediate word of God, as opposed to telling us things about the future. Here's what's going to happen in five years and 10 years, which will probably annoy nearly every listener because most of us, I think when we come to God, we're asking those distance questions. We're asking, who should I marry? Where should I work? What should I do for a career? When should I retire? Um, we're asking those huge, huge down the road, big picture questions. And God's answer is almost always walk with me today. Mm -hmm. And the reality is if we walk with God today, if we're in hand in hand with God today, listening to him, following him today, that down the road will take care of itself. It will. Because if we're in God's will today, that's exactly where we need to be today. We don't need to know about the future. We're on a need-to-know basis, and the reality is we don't need to know about our future. It may harm us to know about our future. I think that's one of the reasons why God doesn't tell us. Mm -hmm. He's like, just trust me. Remember, he's our father. We're the kid in this relationship. We don't need to know everything. I don't always tell my kids why they need to hold my hand or why they need to stop walking. Maybe there's a car. Maybe there's something else. So I've trained them that they just listen. <laughs> they don't need to know everything all the time. And that's us, I think. And that's humbling. It's very humbling to live that way and to realize I'm going to follow God and I'm going to be a sheep. I'm going to be the child. I'm going to give up that control to the Lord. And I think there are many ways in which God communicates to us and tries to get these messages across. We've talked about some um, in, in the, the first week that we brought this topic up, um, Paul, you've got, I know, some more written down here, um, different ways in which God speaks. There's a ton of ways in which God speaks. Um, and while we're talking about that, there's a book by Carl Anderson. That's Carl with a C, Anderson, S-O-N, no relation to Paul hmm. Anderson. Um, Carl Anderson wrote a book called Love Speaks. And the, the subtitle, I believe, is The Many-Faceted Voice of God, mm -hmm. I think is the subtitle, and which is, I love the word multifaceted. Um, and he talks about all the many, many different ways in which God speaks as outlined in Scripture. And there are so many, so many. We're not going to talk about all of those like the way Carl does, but I highly recommend that book, Love Speaks by Carl Anderson. You can get it on Amazon. There's a Kindle edition. And, and there, it's just a really fantastic book. He really goes through each one. Um, very, very well. And, but we're, we're not going to do that because some of them are, are more rare, like, you know, talking animals, <laughs> uh, for example. Um, angelic visitation. 
I, I know people who, who have seen angels and I think that's wonderful. I've never seen one. Um, but that's also pretty rare. So Paul, what do you think are the most common ways that God communicates with us? Well, God's voice, uh, as I uh, said a couple weeks ago, is often not a voice. Sometimes it's an impression or a picture or word. God has many ways of communicating. He does it through dreams. Maybe the five most common ways are the word, the indwelling spirit, mm-hmm. creation or nature, circumstances, and other people. Those are pretty common. Yeah. Uh, the word and the spirit are the two most common. The scriptures and the indwelling spirit. Mm-hmm. Who Jesus said speaks mm-hmm. to us. He declares to us the truth. So Yeah. He will lead you into all truth. So there's yes. that leading again. Yes. Just like Jesus was the shepherd. Who leads and we follow. So the Spirit now leads us into all truths. There's cooperation there. Similar similar role. And so I, I really agree with that. I think that you can't emphasize Scripture enough mm-hmm. um, in terms of how God speaks. When I think of the many times that Jesus speaks, so often he's quoting Scripture. Even when he's speaking in a prophetic context where he's hearing the spirit say something and he's being the prophet in that time. like he's quoting scripture from the cross he quotes a bunch of scriptures like mm. that it, and he's our example obviously jesus you know and so i think you can't overestimate the importance of having the logos word of god the mm-hmm. written word the scriptures um in your heart mm-hmm. because when you familiarize yourself more with what God has already said, it's just so easy for him to bring a scripture to mind. And honestly, I think that's probably the number one way that I have heard God speaking to me throughout my life is by him bringing a scripture to my mind. Hmm. That's the num. I would say that's by far the number one way he brings a scripture to my mind. And I don't always remember that scripture. I have to look it up. Usually, you know, sometimes it's one I have memorized or I know it pretty well, but usually I look it up. Usually I try to read the context. What does this scripture mean? What's it actually saying? Um, but that's the most common way that he cool. speaks. And, and not just for me personally, but about situations that I'm in. Hmm. For, for other people, for work, for my family. Scriptures. And now, if I never read the Bible, <laughs> it would be di- more difficult for God to bring scriptures to my mind. Because they wouldn't be in my mind in the first place. You understand? Sure. When, when, I, when, when I say he brings it to my mind, like that's a recall process. Because they're yeah. already in my mind. They're in my brain already. Because I put them there myself yeah. when I read the word. Mm-hmm. And God brings those up to the front of my mind and said, ding, this is what you want to pay attention to right now. Mm-hmm. And I say, awesome, thank you. And I pray, Lord, now illuminate my heart as I read this scripture. Show me what it is you're trying to tell me. And then I read it, and then he brings me wisdom through that. And sometimes that scripture is just the first step. Sometimes that's the first part of what he's trying to say. And then from there, he takes me somewhere else and somewhere else, um, some of which may be more scripture, some of which might not be. It might be like, now here's this about this situation. But it often starts with scripture, a truth, a nugget, or even sometimes something specific um, that the scripture might say. And so if I didn't read the scriptures, if I didn't have that already in my mind, then 
that would close off the number one avenue mm-hmm. that God takes mm-hmm. to get to me. Um, and I think that the scriptures are probably going to be the number one avenue for everybody. And so if you're not in the word, you're just not going to, you're, you're closing off the, one of the major ways God speaks to you. Do you think that's fair to say? Or is that too I harsh? Think it's, I, I really like what you're saying. And I'm just drawn right now to John 16 and wondering if that is what is meant when it says of the Spirit, the Spirit wrote the word. Mm-hmm. It says, he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. I think that the Spirit takes the, the word yes. and gives it personally to me in a way that I can understand it. Jesus, who is the Logos, yes, who is the written word of God, he will take what is from me. And declare to you. I think that could be. God reminding us of scripture. Then he closes this by saying, All that the Father has is mine. Therefore I said, He will take what is mine and declare it to you. He uses the word speak twice and declare three times. So there's communication that's going on between the Spirit and us. I love that passage because we know that God's got a voice. We know from... Uh, what we talked about two weeks ago uh, from John 10, Jesus, the good shepherd, he, he, he uh, guides his sheep. He speaks to them. They hear his voice. And now Jesus lets us know that the Spirit's got a voice and the Spirit can speak to us. So God is good at communicating. He really is good at getting through to us. And he has many ways of doing it. As we know, communication is often nonverbal. Yes. And God's communication can be nonverbal as well. What I have learned, and this is fairly recently, is that I can ask God questions. And he can guide me through the questions that I ask him. So I'll ask questions about what I'm going to do in that day. Do you want me to uh, go to Home Depot today? Do you want me to uh, speak? Do you want me to go to this meeting today? I was doing that this afternoon with regard to our Wednesday meeting because Alan Langsteff uh, is also having a meeting and they're having a transition. And so I wanted to know if I should be there. Mm -hmm. I said, should I be there? So I prayed about that. I held it up and felt that he said that I was to... Keep with what we were going to do on Wednesday. You'll be there mm-hmm. uh, with the mentoring of the younger pastors. So I find to my great delight what I didn't know as a young Christian, that God speaks and that he has many ways of getting through to us, guiding us into the truth, and that if we are sensitive and if we are Like I said last week, I think we closed with this, that we're in a place of listening to his voice. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that the name that was given to Samuel, it probably means heard from God. You've heard the uh, saying in Hebrew, Shema Israel, Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad, Hear, O Israel, 
Hear. That's what Shema means. Shemuel, it has the word hear in it. The, mm -hmm. the, uh, and it's probably he heard from God. Well, he was, he was an expert. Mm -hmm. He was, as a boy, he began hearing from God. And he became an expert, and none of his words fell to the ground. I'd like to be that. I'd like to learn how to hear from God. And so I'm learning these days. He speaks through situations. He engineers events in our life to get mm -hmm. our attention. Jonah knew that God was speaking through the storm. Mm -hmm. I think we, I agree, God definitely speaks through situations. And... But I do think that we need to be a little cautious um, with that one in particular. I, I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, well. And I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I know you do. Um, I think we need, we need to be careful with there because um, we can over... We, we can pick apart our situation and say, because this happened to me, this is what God yes, is doing in my yes. life and this is what God's saying to me. And it's like, nope. You ran out of gas because you forgot to check if you had gas. Yes. You didn't run out of gas so that you would be on this freeway so that you would run into this guy who then told you this thing about Buddha. And now you, <laughs> should, you should really look up Buddha and Buddha has something to teach you about who God is. No, that's not true. You ran out of gas because you forgot to check the gas tank because you were careless. Mm -hmm. That's what happened in that <laughs> circumstance. And people do that with their circumstances. Something will happen to them and they'll say, what does this mean? And every billboard that they pass, they'll read it and they'll be like, what is God saying to me in this billboard? And I'm not saying God can't speak to you through a billboard. Of course he can. Um, I've actually experienced that, literally. Um, but it's, it's, it's a danger to overanalyze right. our circumstances right. forensically. Um, outside of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And God speaks to us in circumstances, but I think we submit that to the Lord and we say, okay, yes. Lord, here's what's happening. Are you trying to say something to me specifically through this? Or, if not, how can I walk through this circumstance in such a way that it will honor you? And, you know, that sort of thing, as opposed to picking it apart and kind of deciding in our mind what it might mean and then going from there, that is, well, it can be a trap, yeah. honestly. And I've, I've talked to people who come up to me very concerned because they believe God wants them to do a certain thing. I've, I've had people tell me crazy stuff, like the Buddha thing. That was a real story. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the run out of gas, but somebody told them that. And they, because of their circumstance, they're like, now I need to study Buddha because Buddha has, a, has truth in it that I need to know. And it's like, no, 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 no. Mm. Salvation is found in no one else other than Jesus Christ, period. That is, that no, not no Buddha. Uh, that's not how it works. Um, and I've had people say, I'm supposed to leave my wife because that's, uh. what, that's what God is telling me. And I'm like, he's not. I don't know you or your circumstance, but I can tell you that much. He's not telling you that. <laughs> um, I usually don't say that because then they won't talk to me. But... Um, but as I talk to them, it's typically circumstantial weirdness that they decide is God telling them to them and they telling it to them, and he, they use that then for justification mm -hmm. to do what it is they already want to do. And so, yeah, I, I agree with you that God speaks to us through circumstances, but I think we need to be real careful. I mean, in Acts, God led Paul through circumstances many times. Like he talks about closed doors mm -hmm. and open doors. He wanted to go to Macedonia. The Spirit would not allow him to which probably means he couldn't hire a boat. 
or he wasn't a citizen, so they wouldn't let him go there. Or, you know, it probably meant something quite practical like mm -hmm. that, because that's kind of how Paul was. Um, and so, yeah, that's legit for sure. But Paul did all of those things in submission and with the Holy Spirit and in partnership with him and asking him about it. He wasn't kind of making it up, if that makes sense. I don't know. Have, have you, have I'm you, with you, you had that experience? Or I'm had, with you. Had people come to you and say crazy oh, things? Oh, absolutely. And sadly, we'll take it at a national level, too. Something happens in another part of the so, country. So it gets elected. And somebody uh, says, well, God's saying this, and God's calling down judgment, and uh, words fly too freely in those situations. I agree. I agree. I think a lot of Christians try to diagnose their circumstances to extrapolate God's will from the current situation rather than asking him. Mm -hmm. what he's actually saying or doing in their lives in that moment. And, that's and so that's what, why I think it's bad. They try to do it on their own. And that's what I was saying. I think when we ended last week, that was going to be my third point, that we position ourselves to listen. That was the advice that Eli gave to Samuel. And he became a listener. I want mm -hmm. to be a listener. I want to listen yeah. to God. I want to position myself. As you said, part of our prayer time can be listening. What am I listening for? Am I listening for voices? No, I'm listening for the voice. I'm listening for God. And he will guide my thoughts, sometimes into a scripture. I'll be guided to open up the book and, and go to a particular scripture. Sometimes he speaks me, speaks comfort like he did today. He spoke some comforting words to me about things in the immediate future. Very comforting. So That's cool. And we, I, I encourage people in those circumstances, especially if they're not used to it, just spend some time listening. And if you think you maybe heard something, just write it down. It doesn't hurt to write it down. Mm -hmm. You're not saying, thus saith the Lord, this thing, right? No. no, just write it down and then keep that thing that you wrote down around. Keep it in your Bible or whatever and think about it throughout the day. Is, is this something that God's saying to me? God, are you saying this to me? Maybe yeah. throughout the day as you think, okay, God, you're, you're telling me forgiveness. I don't, what does that mean? What, you know, and then maybe God will bring a scripture to mind. Okay, and then you read that and it's about forgiveness and you say, hmm, okay. And you, you go with that and just, just explore it mm -hmm. and see. And it could be, nope, I didn't, that, that wasn't God speaking. That was just my own brain or... I should have eaten breakfast before my prayer time because I was too hungry and I couldn't concentrate or, or something practical like that. Um, but I encourage people, just just do it. Yes. Just spend time. And I, every day, better yet, several times a day for short periods. I'm not saying sit down and be silent for seven hours. You know, I'm saying for three minutes, yeah. which seems like an eternity if you've never done it before. But three minutes of listening and try to do that a couple times a day. Sure. That three minutes a couple times a day that's not too shit not too difficult you know? um i think people can handle that and i have found that most people i talk to who do that over time it actually works like they actually start listening and see the, the reason i say that is because that is how a sheep learns to hear the voice of its shepherd remember we're his sheep he's our shepherd how yes. does a sheep learn they're just with him all the time mm -hmm. they're with him they're always listening they listen day after day after day after day and eventually as they grow up they learn to recognize that voice and you brought the example of babies human babies learning to speak it's the same we hear our parents and other people around us talk day after day after day so we spend so much time listening that we eventually get so good at it 
that we can communicate as well. And I think that's how we're supposed to do it. I think that's why Jesus yeah. said sheep and shepherd yeah. is because we can absolutely learn how to hear his voice. We just have to spend some time listening and do it regularly. And eventually we'll learn. Yeah. And it's not going to probably happen right away, but that's okay. Sheep yeah. don't learn right away. You know, so if we're humble enough to feel awkward doing it, mm-hmm. and if we're humble enough to fall down a few times while we first start, and if we're humble enough to stick with it, even if we don't see immediate results, um, we eventually will see results. Like, I learn by failing. Yeah. I learn by asking about the car, mm-hmm. whether I should drive it. I drove it, didn't drive it back. He was speaking to me and I didn't know it. Second time with the car getting the tires. I learned by not, by hearing and yeah. thinking I didn't hear. So it's a good way to have yeah. some, some failures in your resume. The fourth thing, the final thing I wanted to say is that hearing cannot be disconnected from heeding. Mm. If we're not interested in obeying, then hearing, what's, what's the purpose? Those who heed will hear. Tell God, I love hearing from you. So I think that's a good thing that you're saying is write down what you're hearing and weigh it and let it settle settle in. Yeah, I, I write down what I think God is saying to me. And uh, and I learned that from, from some of you guys who, who taught you know that way back in the day, mm-hmm. um, even before seminary. You know, somebody I remember spoke on it at the Holy Spirit conference. And, you know, I've, I've tried to do that and I've encouraged other people to do that. And when I taught confirmation... In Wisconsin, these are, you know, 13, 14-year-olds, and I bought them a nice leather-bound prayer journal. Oh, cool. You know, and to go with the Bible they were going to receive at confirmation. and um, Taught them to journal their prayer requests and what they thought they heard from God. And and I, that was their pr- their homework, their assignment, and it's confirmation, so they actually have to do it because it's a Lutheran church. So, yep. <laughs> like, their parents are going to make sure they do their confirmation homework. Um, and... So they did it, and they were blown away by the fact that prayers got answered, mm-hmm. and God spoke to them. Cool. And I'm like, he's been doing this the whole time. We just aren't great at recognizing it and remembering it after the fact. But when you see it all written down, and you put check marks by all the things that God answered, and you put check marks by all the things that you think were God really speaking, that, that's a lot of check marks. Mm-hmm. I mean, even one check mark next to God actually spoke to me is a cause for celebration. That's a miraculous sure. thing. The God of the universe just spoke to you. Yes. Hello. That's <laughs> that's a big deal. That is a really really big deal. Like celebrate that, enjoy that, and they they were they were really blown away by. It. And I, I think uh, that's a good thing to do is to keep a journal. This is not for the pros. Yeah. It's for his children, yep. his kids. God, or what, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hid these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to little children. Mm-hmm. For such it was pleasing in your sight. So we want to position ourselves as kids who are learning the language, who are learning how God guides us to open ourselves up to him because his sheep hear his voice. Bah. <laughs>
Amen. And if you'd like to suggest topics for the future, you can do that. Send us an email. And feel free to, you know, interact about this topic. Do you have, are there, this is a huge one, hearing the voice of God. So there's plenty of things that we didn't talk about um, that we could talk about again. We can reprise this. So if there's specific things that you want us to, want us to mention, please let us know. Thank you.